Welcome to the UFTA Podcast. Hosted by Emily O'Connor and Jordan Rudolph. The UFTA Podcast brings you a surprisingly fresh take on everyday topics in health, fitness, and everything in between. We want to open the door to explore new information and new solutions in a way that's easy for you to understand and apply to your own life. Let's get into today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to season two, episode 24 of the UFTA podcast. I'm Jordan Rudolph. I'm Emily O'Connor. We're happy to have you back once again, uh, but more so than usual this time because we have a lifelong fan of the show. Uh, I think, is it a, I don't even know how long I've been doing this. I have, I have no idea. Like yeah. 38 to 40 total episodes? Yeah, probably? maybe about a year now. Yeah. Um, listen to everyone. I used to get text. I don't need more because the schedule has changed, but when he was listening to the episodes, he would comment on all the stuff. Um, he is a dear friend of mine. We, we, we communicate a lot more through text and social media lately, but the, the feeling still stays the same of mutual respect and appreciation. I've known him for 10 ish years. Uh, we used to work together. Um, I like to think I was part of like his hiring process. I kind of was, but it was just more so I wanted another cool dude in the gym with me at the gym that we were at. And it worked out really, really well. Uh, he has been through a strength and conditioning coach, uh, has his master's, worked with sports teams, all the stuff. He's a, he's a military veteran. So we appreciate him for that. He is a nurse. Uh, and we'll find out more about him in a second. But like I said, most importantly, he's a huge fan of the show. Raging fan, raging fan. And he's absolutely here. Yeah. Further ado, without further ado, we want to welcome to the show Anton Snyder. And this is what everybody claps. I love it. I love it. I was trying to do like my best Pat McAfee thing without getting too crazy with it. Oh, that yeah, you got it down. Yeah, you got the Pat McAfee down. I listen enough. <laughs> listen to see that Aaron Rodgers is traded, but it's not there yet. <laughs> the time everyone's listening to this, yeah, it probably it will be. be. Yeah. True, that's right. Really yeah. So, Anton, man, uh, Emily and I, uh, you, you and Emily just kind of met through the Zoom call here before we hopped on, but you guys knew each other through through Instagram as well, social media. Uh, we're yep. both happy to have you on the show. Um, so, yeah, man, welcome, welcome. I, I appreciate you having me. This is um, it's a surreal moment for me, as I was telling you, you know, prior to, to starting the show. This is really the first thing I've ever done related to strength and conditioning that wasn't just me sharing a video of, of myself training, you know, so something that involved other people or another um, uh, gym. So it feels good. Like it feels good that I'm able to do this. So I really am appreciative that you have taken me on the show. Like you said, I've, I've listened to every single one. I do so because you guys bring just an element of realness to it. Um, you, there's never, never a feeling like something's trying to be sold. There's never a feeling that, oh gosh, I'm doing everything wrong. Like everything you bring is very applicable to daily life. Um, and for that reason, that's where I'm at. I need the applicable things in my life. So it's nice to have these reminders. I don't get them anymore now that I'm no longer coaching. So to be able to have that resource, that's certainly what this podcast brings. So thank you for that. We appreciate it, man. Definition of the show, along Definitely. with uh, along with trying to deliver a fresh take on, on whatever topic that we try to go in, uh, we're gonna we'll continue to push it. We'll continue to push it. It's not like we're trying to our, what we're trying to do or what we're doing is is reaching uh, more than just our members too. It's reaching other people that we respect as well. Absolutely, cool, man. Um, one of the other coolest things is like I think you and I started talking about getting you on the show 
like at the beginning of season two, when I said, we're going to bring on special guests. So it's been a few months, several months. Yes. And this guy is on vacation this week. And he's like, Hey, I got vacation coming up. <laughs> Let's do the show. Yeah. That's how life is right now, which is okay. That is absolutely how life is better late than never. For sure. No For doubt sure. about it. So for I'll sure. take it. <laughs> the, the, the Oofta podcast ends after this episode. We were just holding on for this one. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I feel super special now. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so you and I knew each other from, I think it was about 10 years ago. You started at Snap Fitness. You were at UWL. Uh, yep. Did you get your, ma- you got your master's from UWL, yeah? Yep, yep. You're correct. So 2013, that's when our paths would have crossed. Um, and, and boy, am I thankful for that. Uh, you know, working with you, you were able to enlighten and then also empower those who were underneath you. So I, I know my time working with you, um, I felt like I could coach and share the things that were important to me. Um, and you, you ensured those, those venues were there. So I remember being able to give a presentation on Epoch, you know, yeah. uh, I remember being able to to work with uh, some some Toma basketball players and those opportunities wouldn't have existed without you being there to kind of usher them along. Um, and then I think of you know the clientele that you had pushed my way. Like ultimately, I'll say this blatantly, Jordan Jordan essentially pushed uh, a, a client who is now a godfather to my children. That's just how incredible those relationships were. Um, and there's still a handful of clientele that I'll still talk with um, um, from those days. So I think in that time, uh, while I was going to UW lacrosse, not only did I significantly benefit from being able to, to train and teach these things that I'm learning rapidly, but those clientele were also very much there for me. Um, it was a really special time. So from 2013, 2015, that's when we wrapped up that, that master's degree um, and, 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 and set out to, to, to hopefully train others for a very short amount of time, I'll bet, but, but we at least gave it a go. Gave it a go and you're still, you're still, I, I know you're not necessarily like boots on the ground, uh, so to speak, like in front of people right now, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it's one of those things we talked about before the episode where like you two follow each other, you, we follow each other, you, you know, that type of thing. And, and even though it's through social media, you can learn and there's, and there's respect due and there's genuine, there's genuine stuff there. Like I'm telling you, you're still impacting mm-hmm. coaches. Like we, we, I save your stuff. And, and I, I think you and I were talking one time a few, just like two months ago, um, there was a guy, uh, what's his name? You were doing a, you were doing a, you were doing a, a car thing. Oh, um, and I'm like, Hey man, that looks a lot like, and you're like, son of a bitch. You're like, good call, man. Oh That's yeah. Oh yes. Um, Ver- Vernon Griffith. Vernon Griffith. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and so, uh, again, just kind of recapping that long story short even though you're not in front of people necessarily in person, you're still making that impact. And there's still, there's still that, that out there for, for you and what you're doing on, on your that, performance, uh, handle side. Which I appreciate that. that. That does mean a lot because yeah, you wonder why, why I have a very small Instagram page and, and the content is pretty superficial. I've gone deep into a few things, but not a whole lot. So the question is, you know, why, why, why would I even share this stuff? And I think you guys had a podcast about it, about navigating kind of the, the fake fitness stuff that exists out there mm-hmm. and, and it's all over the place, of course. So if, if you end up putting out content, that's a little more real. Like you'll see, if you scroll through any of my videos, you'll see 
there's pull-ups and chin-ups like nine times out of 10, there's a squat nine times out of 10. There, there's not all this fancy bells and whistles constantly. There's certainly not a shirt off for goodness sake. Uh, so there's these things that you'll see on these, you know, truly influencer accounts. And then there's, then there's the real stuff. That's what you guys bring. That's hopefully what I bring. And then as I get older, um, all that stuff doesn't have to end like the enjoyment of sports, the enjoyment of movement, the enjoyment of training it doesn't have to end. We don't have to go to the body, body part splits uh, for bodybuilding. Like, like there's other ways to enjoy fitness. There's other ways to enjoy strength and conditioning. And ultimately you hope that little trickle, like you mentioned, it hits some people and they're like, Oh yeah. Okay. This is what real stuff kind of looks like, you know? So we'll see. Well, real fitness, real stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that is like, like Jordan said, still getting in front of people and also showing them like, oh, there isn't just the other way that like when you Google the hashtag of fitness that you see, like they're going to stumble on or another page that is more real. That is like, oh, I don't have to post an Instagram in like shirtless. I don't have to do my pull-ups shirtless. Like I can actually post and like, this is good. So it's kind of that trickle down effect for people just looking to start a fitness journey, hop in, try something new, like just try a new skill, learn something new, whatever it might be. So just to have that representation of that, I think is huge. Yes. Agree. And I think that's certainly what all three of us absolutely can do and can bring. Um, Cause it, cause if we don't do it, a lot of people can be led astray and you really can be influenced by that kind of stuff. Man. I think there, uh-huh. there's a lot of coaches and maybe, maybe even a lot of people out there that aren't, that are not coaches that would look up the hashtag fitness on Instagram, for example, and see what Emily and you were talking about. And they, they'll, they'll scroll for your entire day on that. And you won't come to our stuff. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're okay with that to an extent of, we could definitely get demoralized. We could get unmotivated. We could be like, damn, like fitness is in trouble. Strength yes. and conditioning is in trouble. It is. There's no doubt that it is. Um, but we can also use that as a motivation to like, no, we're going to, we're going to keep doing this thing. That's a great mindset. Agreed. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's brutal. We've talked about that. I think it might've probably been that same episode. Like it's the hashtag fitness. You look it up on Instagram, look up the handle or whatever. Um, look at the tag and it's there it's, it's influencer city. Right. And no, it is, it is, it is. Yeah. That's, it's brutal. And, um, it's good to know that there's people out there that still want to change the industry through real stuff and representation and they'll play the slow burn game um, and, and, and take over that too. You're right. And it is a slow burn game. And I kind of think of it like I, I so the, you know, leaving training in general, you know, backtracking just a little bit. I did that because I was not strong in sales and where I was working, you needed to be strong in sales in order to support your family. And I know my limitations. I know what gets me uncomfortable marketing sales, not my cup of, not my cup of tea. I'm very much the, let's get into the books. Let's get into the research. Let's get into the interventions, understand behavioral change. Like that's my forte, but that forte doesn't allow you to support a family. So to find that balance and I never did. So looking at, the, the things you can do to, to market, promote um, what you're trying to share on social media, the equation is relatively simple, but it's a dark road that I would never want to entertain. So I think, you know, when it does come time to, to hang up the, the cap for the, for the last day, I wouldn't want to have that sitting on my conscience that I, that I put out marketing and buzzwords and, and, and false things 
to to go that. So so I think that slow burn game is absolutely where it's at. My conscience can rest on a slow burn game. It yeah. absolutely can. It can't with the other stuff. Talk talk a little bit about your journey, man. Um, Certainly. We, we, we had strength and conditioning stuff. I think the last time that you and I got to see each other like in person when this was still uh, the profession was when you were heading out to Denver and, and you did the stuff at U, U, University of Denver. Yes. Uh, came back. We said hi for a short bit. And then uh, you left. You got you got uh, deployed and you came back yep. in nursing. Yeah. You, you're you're good, Jordan. Sometimes I can't even keep my own timeline straight. You, I just I had to think there. I was on. thinking. <laughs> No, you're, you're spot on. So, yeah, so I, I, I grew up loving sports that influenced going to school for it. Um, so graduating from UW-Eau Claire with the human performance degree, moving on to the master's degree at UW-Lacrosse for, for strength conditioning, going out to Denver under coach Matt Shaw, which was a phenomenal experience. I don't think I would ever have a more rapid amount of learning within a five-month time frame than I did there. It was incredible. The other interns I was with were incredible. It just was, I don't think you could have created a more perfect learning environment. And then the ability to, to actually to, to coach and teach stuff, um, they allowed you to get your hands dirty. So Denver was phenomenal. In fact, um, leaving Denver, I was more than confident that the collegiate strength conditioning realm is where I'm going to go. Um, what influenced that was, well, things with with my wife, Holly, now we're getting serious enough where I no longer can think about myself. So for the first time ever, it was, well, where do you want to live? What do you want your life to look like in five years? And really it was, well, I want to be with Holly. Uh, the family's going to happen. And then we probably want to stay in the Midwest. And that grounded things quickly. Um, at that moment, it was, it was a fork in the road. It was, okay, I need to find a job to support myself. Uh, was one thing. And then the other thing was, if I go strength and conditioning, there's only a few universities in the Midwest where I could probably pursue an assistant coaching job to start. And the one I was interested in said that I needed to have another internship. And you know, uh, both of you would know as much as I do the path for a strength conditioning coach or a trainer, there's a lot of unpaid hours still. And I couldn't swallow that one. I couldn't do it. I said, I can't do another five months unpaid. So I went to the private sector um, and the private sector, again, I had a lot of help from trainers getting clients on my way. Um, I definitely got my feet underneath me, but I just felt uncomfortable. I was very unsure about the next paycheck. I was unsure about, okay, if I, if I end up losing some of these athletes, you know, they go, they go back to school and I can't train them for the next summer. What does that look like for me financially? And those were the pressures that I just didn't like. I didn't like that sales environment. So the deployment uh, overseas was actually perfect timing. I remember um, I came, so it was before I deployed, I came home from work and I, I, I told Holly, I said, I'm going to apply to nursing school. And she laughed and said, no, you're not. Uh, and the rest is history. You know, cl clearly got into nursing school and now I'm a nurse now. Um, and really choosing nursing was because the feedback I had from, from coaching was that, Antoine, you're someone we can really trust. Uh, and I heard that constantly. I can trust you. I can trust you, which is awesome. Um, trust doesn't equate to, to clients all the time. You still got to have some other, other other things in your in your toolbox per se. But I remember reading a magazine. Uh, I think it was a Time magazine that had the most trusted professions in the U.S. And I think all except for um, yeah, it would have been nine eleven. So 
aside from that, every other year was nurses. I said, perfect. Nurses are trusted. I think I'm a, I'm a trustworthy individual. Like I can make that work. Healthcare has overlaps with, with training, no doubt about it. Um, so after deploying to the, to the Middle East, uh, coming back, went to nursing school, um, immediately took a nursing position right after that. And the rest is history. I've been a nurse for about four years. Uh, and now I'm a, a nurse manager and I get to oversee um, approximately 15 operating rooms for orthopedic and plastic surgery and roughly 80 personnel or so. Um, it is a absolute whirlwind and I'm very grateful for the experience I've had as a coach and the experience I've had in the military to, to lead and work with others because without those, um, I wouldn't stand a chance in this environment. So that, that's where we're at now. And that's kind of how we ended up leaving that training environment. And I still have a, a, a burning desire in my heart to do something with strength conditioning. I don't know what it looks like yet. I need to find the things that may push me away in the first place and make sure those don't come back. Um, and it's got to be genuine. So whatever I do, it's got to be genuine. At this point in my career, I'm not looking for extra financials. Um, I want to share my passion and I, and I want to do so in, in the right vessel. So I just got to find that out yet. I'm not sure. Cool. We, it's cool that there's parallels. There's so many cool parallels and direct parallels from, you know, what you were initially being taught in the training field and strength, strength and conditioning world. Um, probably some that even just meshed and morphed with military. And now you're still able to apply those. And I think there, there's the trust factor, but there's probably also, you know, your love of sports drove you to to initially pursue this profession and there was something that continued to help keep pushing you forward keeping you pushed forward and maybe you haven't even fully untapped that yet but whatever's right. there, still helping you do that in the nursing field and as a nurse manager and what you're able to do like there's still some genuine like deep down joy passion something that's getting fulfilled from that at the same time like the cup's not quite full and you'll get there you'll 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 do something someday again but right. something there that's, that's filling it. So it's pretty cool that you, you're just continuing to pursue that faucet of, of fill. It's just coming in different avenues. Right. Exactly. And that's, it, it, it will come, it has to come because, you know, you, you talk to those, you talk to, to older individuals and many will say, well, I've had, I've had no regrets in life, which is great to hear. And I think about this and it's, it's not a regret because it hasn't passed yet. But if, if I end up, leaving this world and I didn't do anything with strength conditioning um, from now until then, I will absolutely regret it. And that there's definitely a fear factor to that because I know that's, that's like the innate ability that I, that I have is with strength conditioning. So we got to use it whenever I, I do get little tastes of it. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like work. It feels like enjoyment, feels like excitement. Um, Gosh, so let's share it with other people. Similar to both of you, you're doing the same thing. Like, how do we, how do we share that with other people? And that's what, yep, that's what we got to navigate and figure out, and make sure it aligns with what I'm doing professionally right now as a nurse. Um, and then, and then, how do I limit the impact, of course, of that on family? Because I very much enjoy the time I have right now with them. So, absolutely, man, super cool. Thank super, you. Super cool. We uh, we're going through a similar thing like that in Unity right now. I think just an overall in our vision and how we can like impact further and impact the way we want to um, and doing that. So we can relate a little bit on that, um, uh, that realm. And there's, there's probably daily conversations where Emily and I and Mandy uh, as of right now, just as the team as a whole, Lance is now a part of it. And 
Ben will be a part of it soon that we're we're kind of having those conversations to figure out what what we're going to do. Um, but it's cool. That's that's a that's a, that's it's not a full circle yet, but it's a full circle moment. And, and it's, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's fun. Exciting. Good stuff. It is. It is. It is. I got some ideas. I will never share them until I know they're for, for sure. Cause I've done that before. You don't put an idea out there until you can commit, but I've got some, I've got some, some wheels turning, put it that way. Very cool. Very cool. We, we talk about training programs and we talk about like, uh, you and I used to, used to always bounce stuff back to each other, back and back and forth off each other at snap, uh, mm-hmm. with clients, with philosophy, with, I remember you first introduced me to Cal Dietz, triphasic training. Like I, I have that book and I still reference that to the new coach the other day. I'm like, Hey, this guy's coming on. Like he's the one, he's the one that introduced triphasic training. We got the stuff on the whiteboard behind us. And I know our listeners can't see it, but we're going through nomenclature and like writing phases and post-action potentiation. Oh yeah. Yeah. The kid has no idea what it is. So I was telling him all about it. And he's like, how did you learn about this stuff? I'm like, actually, I didn't even learn about this in school. I learned about this from a guy that, <laughs> you know, and, I'm like, and then ironically enough, I'm like, we're talking on a podcast on Friday and here we are. So talk, talk a little bit about uh, like integrity or like principles, um, protocols of like a good strength and conditioning program for performance. And then maybe we'll touch base on some for like maybe fat loss or some for feel better. Like, what are the things to you that need to be in that performance program to make it great? Nope, that's fair. So looking at looking at a performance program holistically, um, it's very easy as a strength conditioning professional to, to, to get your, your blinders on. And you see your piece as being that most important piece of that athlete's life. And, and really, that's a good way to think about it. But you also got to be able to take those blinders off. Um, and realize that that really the impact the strength and conditioning professional has on their sport performance is far less than what the sport coach is going to have. So I always look at, okay, this program, I got to fill big buckets and I got to make sure that I am efficient and that the things I'm doing either benefit the next movement or they set up the next day. They always got to be doing more than one thing. They can't just be a movement to do a movement. They absolutely have to have a why behind them. And, and if they can do other things to assist other things, great. And, and post-activation potentiation, you know, that'd be a good example of that. If I'm choosing a movement and I want to go ahead and get a little more output um, of a jump, then yeah, let's go ahead and pair this barbell back squat and a counter-moving vertical jump. Perfect. Love it. Um, other things, I think you kind of mentioned this in a previous podcast, like, Looking at core training, are you putting core training in the front? Are you putting it at the tail end? What does the athlete need? Are you trying to get their core activated and you can thus have a little bit of volume there and then it better influences their day? Perfect. You just did something that is going to have a positive influence on that intraday kind of programming. So really, obviously there's, there's, there's big buckets you have to fill as an athlete. And yes, it's related to the sport. Um, when I think of I'll use high school athletes because realistically that's a population that most of us will probably see more of than collegiate, but high school athletes, no doubt about it. They still have to have the foundational strength and in communicating that to them, the importance of that foundational strength is so critical and that without it, it's really like Maslow's hierarchy just for strength conditioning. If you don't have that foundational strength, the rest is going to be on, on a faulty foundation. Um, so I never, ever, ever think that you have to have bells and whistles and fancy things with these athletes. You just have to communicate that really the consistency and 
there is some some there's a boring nature to it but you got to be able to squat you got to be able to lunge you got to be able to split squat you got to be able to hinge deadlift push pull if you have those then we can go ahead and branch off into more complex things so i'm i'm really trying to make sure i directly answer the question um but when i think of what do they need to have they really need to have an understanding that there's foundational work involved and there's a high level of consistency and that this stuff isn't going to change constantly over time. You might have some small variations in it, but this is what's going to allow you to express all your strength, power, speed on the court, on the field. If we get too fancy in the weight room or in strength conditioning, then we're doing it to fulfill ourselves and to sell something fancy. We're not doing something that's actually going to benefit the athlete. So that's, that's kind of how I view it. That's a very broad answer. I'd be happy to dive into a little more specific, but that's that's what I think is most important when thinking about these programming um, um, for these athletes is communicating that. I think a big piece that stood out to me as you were just talking on, and coincidentally, these all both have the same nice alliteration here, is both efficiency and education. So allowing the athlete to learn the why behind, not just execute the movement. And I think to tie back to our previous conversation about then they can take that and apply it in the future too. So further creating that bigger impact amongst their life, but maybe in a future as they take that and make strength and conditioning last a lifetime beyond their sport as well. But the efficiency is also there to make sure that they're like, improving in the moment. I think that those two kind of really stood up to me as you were taking and is something that stands out just in general going forward. No, that's, that's, that's perfect. And I think, you know, the, the why is, is very difficult. Sometimes it gets overbearing when you think about every single movement in a program has to have a why. Um, but it definitely does. And then communicating that not only does it then that athletes are going to trust the coach a little bit more right? Because they know exactly what they're talking about. I'm not just taking you through things that I did 15 years ago in my high school weight room. Okay. So finding those little snippets within the program, within the exercise session that you can go ahead and educate is huge. Um, it's going to create that adherence. And I really love what you said, Emily, about it's a lifelong thing. When you think about these athletes um, and how many are ever going to even reach the collegiate level and then pass that. And if we're trying to spread this influence um, for a lifetime, these are these are snippets that aren't just aren't just there for the for for sport performance. These are things that will last a lifelong a lifelong uh, time for them. So very important. I agree. We have uh, when I first started coaching and got into the weeds of certifications and philosophies. It's kind of like the the hierarchy, the pyramid of like your movement and your foundation. And understanding like the foundation, the bigger the foundation, the better foundation, higher the building, better the building, stronger the building. So we're always coaching the foundation. And one of the things that Emily's a, a graduate of it, and I know enough to know enough to say that I'm pieces, pieces of it, but I'm, I'm dangerous with it, but also don't understand. So I'm going to throw this in her <laughs> court a little bit. But active life, um, an active life professional, what Emily is considered now uh, kind of like I'm thinking foundation is, you know, flexibility, mobility, control. And then we kind of go over some power, some strengths and power skill work at the top. They follow that same philosophy, except they put a layer underneath it, like a basement that I didn't even know was fucking there. And it's, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's regeneration and capacity. Mm -hmm. and, and it's, and it's, they say like, if the athlete or the person, um, doesn't have the ability to recover 
or regenerate or have the capacity to do any of these other things, then the other things don't really matter. We need to work on that first. And that's actually the true foundation. I was like, huh, like that, it, it flipped, it flipped a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, it's like you said, we have all those exercises that we want to have be more applicable for lifelong stuff and outside of the gym and on even outside of the field or court sport, whatever. Um, we do the same thing with gen pop, but now we're talking other, another, in other realms of thinking about it as recovery capacity. Like it's there, there's components of that. And you do literal recovery and capacity days, which Wait, is, awesome, oh yeah. Right. Yes. So like yes. It, it clicks. It clicks when we see it from here and I'm like, Oh, like no, it's such a regen day. Like just get my body moving. Yeah. That realm. No, totally. And those, so that's really cool. I like the basement idea of that. Um, that is the first time I've heard of that. It makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, those, you know, those regen recovery days, I think about that as a, as a parent now, because the amount of time, you know, I spend in my own training is far less than it was prior to having children. Um, they're still there. I don't, I don't use them so much to disperse stress, but like last night would be a perfect example. My daughter is up four to eight times, not feeling so well. It's like, well, I still want to get training and I can still train. I can still move the needle today, but today is going to be a really well-rounded loaded mobility session. If that sleep had been better, we'd go ahead and we push it. It'd be a lower body day. And that's kind of, so yeah, these, these regen days, recovery days, some auto regulation, and then taking the absolute curveballs that life will throw at you and knowing that you can still move forward. Sometimes you just have to change which bucket you're filling for the day. Yeah. For sure, man. I think you're the first person to get the F bomb out of me too. I don't think I've had. Oh, I love. Do I really get that title? I think yes. so. I don't know if I've dropped the F bomb yet. I was, I was talking. Also, I'm like, hmm. I dropped the F bomb. Yeah, we can't, we can't edit that out then, right? Oh, we won't. We won't. We'll let, we'll let it play. <laughs> we, yeah, the the recovery. Getting back to that recovery regeneration and that that capacity thing, like understanding it, like just having a, a light bulb go on and understanding, like, oh, there's something there that helps with mobility and flexibility and motor control and it's not maybe just always about the exercise that we can prescribe for that mm -hmm. it's about taking the person holistically as a whole yes. and making sure they are capable and able to handle this right now and if not we like you just said burning off a candle at both ends and then going to try and do some sort of big you know whatever was there for that day um, mm -hmm. high volume, high intensity, whatever it was. And then making the consideration of like, Hey, I, I, I like, I want to also feel good. And it's probably wouldn't be good for me. Um, I'll move the needle forward for the long term, and, yep. and sacrifice a bit of the short term to, to be able to get after it again tomorrow, the next day, whatever it is. A lot of people don't understand that. And, and the education behind that seems bonkers to them behind that too. They're resistant because they see and they compare themselves to what they're seeing either on Instagram or even here in the gym, right? Mm -hmm. If I, if, mm -hmm. if there's a lady coming in, a guy coming in and having a, having a crappy day, didn't sleep well, high stress, family stuff, career stuff, whatever it is. And then they come in and they're seeing people of all ages, rip it left and right on deadlift squats, whatever they are hitting PRs, ringing the PR bell, like that, that that's an invitation, but also understanding like they have to take that step back. And, and, and oftentimes as a coach, we're like, Hey, <laughs> you don't have to do this today. And more often than not, they're like, that's also a challenge. What are you saying? Yeah. I can't do this. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. So it, it is so true. I think of in the military, there's a term that I liked. It was uh, um, only be as hard as you have to be. Um, and we'd use that in our, in our 
when we're doing training and the training just really sucked, like, man, this is just hard. You ask yourself, like, are, are we making this harder than it needs to be? You know, am I standing out in the rain without any rain gear for a reason? Mm-hmm. Are we pulling, you know, all night security for a reason? Or are we just getting ourselves tired when really we could, we could be working on something else? And it absolutely applies to the weight room itself. And that's why I like having just a couple big buckets to always focus on. Um, clearly the, the mobility is one so that if I don't have a day that I know my outputs are going to be high or I suspect my outputs aren't going to be high, then great. I just shift gears and I fill up this other bucket because I'll come back and get that next one. Um, I hear you. People will absolutely think it's a challenge. Um, you know, embrace the suck. If it isn't hard, am I getting anything out of it? And it's so difficult to relay that and make people understand that yet we can absolutely get out of it. Now, when it's time to hit the gas and it's time to go, you better go. I don't want you holding back that day. Right. Um, and, and sometimes th- then you can fall into that life of mediocrity. Um, if, if you don't hit the gas when you need to hit the gas, but you'll take it easy when you need to take it easy. Yeah. That'd be a recipe recipe for not going anywhere fast per se. Yeah. So yeah, it is interesting. Um, it's something I I've absolutely battled with clientele in the past for them to understand that, that little bit of auto-regulation and taking into account holistically all the things you're encompassing for the day, mm-hmm. not just physically, absolutely uh, emotionally, mentally, um, nutritionally. So there's a lot of things that, that go into when you hit it and when you don't. And yeah. it's never bad if you, if you just can't that day. I like to get out. I like to get something out of the training day. I don't want to just go through the motions and have it suck to suck. Yeah. Um, Good call. Yeah. I think a big piece of that too, and you touched on it a little bit earlier when you're kind of touching on like the behavior change aspect of what strength and conditioning and coaching entails. And sometimes just doing a lesser thing is still just doing the thing and building the habit to continue doing the thing day after day, week after week, month after month. So I think kind of recognizing that aspect of it as well, like, hey, it's not what's programmed, but you're still showing up. And sometimes showing up is just the hardest part. And you're still absolutely, here. absolutely, and that's that's the, you know, good habits influence good habits and keeping that routine going. No question about it. I think of every day how many small good habits am I am I trying to accomplish? You know, and it always starts with sleep. In the morning, get some water in me right away. Am I taking my vitamin D in the winter months? Uh, I take tartary concentrate. I'm not advocating for it. It, it probably does minor, uh, such a minor thing in my life, like less than a quarter of a percent, but it's like, okay, I took my vitamin D, I drank water. <laughs> I took my tartary concentrate. I moved around a little bit this morning. Those things are going to make me continue to choose the right things for the day. If I don't do that, it's, and it always starts with sleep. If I don't sleep for seven to nine hours, I can assure you that next day is going to be a battle the whole time. So yeah, agreed. Even just staying consistent with it to keep those good behaviors and good habits going. There's a lot to be said about that. That's awesome. What are the, is, is uh, the active life, do they have a definition of recovery capacity? Like what are the things that consist of it or are recovering it right now? Um, I think we've touched on most of them. I mean, like sleep, diet, stress, right. Are the three big ones, ones. right. And then obviously everything that else is going on kind of contributes to your load throughout the rest of the day. So what is work like? Is it very stressful? Is it taking up a lot of your capacity that you have to give? Um, What is your family life currently, right? Do you have small children at home taking up your time and your capacity to donate more of that capacity to yourself? 
Um, so I think those are the big ones and we've really touched on most of them underneath that. Yeah. And it's just the variables and the habits that can impact those to remove them from your overall load for the day. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it, it's how we, we've, I I think all three of us can say right here, we've never not coached with that in mind, Mm -hmm. but it was just it to, to add that to like the physical movement pyramid and seeing like that's underneath. And if that's off, like the rest of the stuff will be off. And you're like, Oh, like that makes Uh, more more sense to see. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Instead of thinking philosophically, right. It makes sense. It makes more sense. Like for me, since learning that way, I've reframed decisions a lot. Like, Oh, is it more beneficial for me to go in early to get a really good workout or has my schedule been crazy? And I would feel way better donating 30 minutes or an hour of my time to like clean the apartment so that I can come home to like, not a disaster. And I've definitely made that call because I know in my world, like that totally throws everything off. So framing that like bottom of the pyramid as the base level of how everything can get done is just, it's been a really good like mindset shift and like aspects we've all touched on, but we now have a visual for it. Yeah. I I like that. And this is an active life coach. That's what it's called. Active active life. um, I think it's just activelife.com. I think they probably have Mm -hmm. it, but it's activelifeprofessional.com. There's, there's different stuff They're They're continuing. They're a personal development company that Sean would say this, the founder, uh, they're a personal development or professional development company that's disguised as like a fitness and business coaching development company. So got it. We, Emily and I first latched onto them just before COVID, like the summer before COVID, just through some different things that they were saying. They were saying things that we were saying, but just saying it very, very clearly and much better than we could. So we're like, huh, this is cool. And I we talked about this before, like, I don't know who saw it first, but when w- once it was shared between us, her and I were like back and forth with it. Did you see the post today? Did you see the post today? <laughs> so they have they have a prescri- prescribed vi- uh, division where they take people online or in person, but they help people online um, go th- get through pain and like reclaim their life. Uh, then they have they have like a coaching version that they do for coaches, and then they have like a gym business owner version. Um, we're part of Results Fitness University. Uh, that's the that's the company we're we're a faculty of now, and we've been a part of them for six and a half years. These guys uh, helped us kind of get ready to incorporate that into our model of how we help those people because one of the things that we felt like the semi private model couldn't help is when we have a person that's referred to us from a physical therapist or chiro or doctor, they don't fit well in a one to four, one to six model because there's so much attention to detail that we have to give that person and so much education and so many things that we need to have those intimate conversations with, but we just didn't do one-on-one. Now that we can handle those conversations better and we understand them better and we understand tendon pain, ligaments, bone, like this stuff coming in, um, nerve stuff like like yeah. nerve and anything was nerve where I was like oh, get out and now we're kind of like no like let's 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 look at this that's cool um, so this gave us the education more specifically Emily where we can handle that now so we start people one-on-one and we take them through we hammer home that stuff we we have the conversation about recovery capacity we build it up and then we get them into that more semi-autonomous realm of semi-private um, still on custom ultimately having them have the autonomy someday to just kind of work through maintenance and not have any of these major things that are inhibiting them from living the life that they want to, um, whether it's just through physical freedom or through sport. 
right? That's 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 kind of where we're at. That's that's the that's the evolution of it all. Um, we officially joined them last summer, uh, late July, and uh, we're still with them today through that end. But that's that's kind of where where it's taken us through the, through that route. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, they 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 taught us a lot. They are teaching us a lot. Um, but we, we for sure pursued it more from the, from the end of it, like helping more individuals in that standpoint than anything else. And it's already been a game changer mm -hmm. for sure. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anything else you wanted to add on that? End? Um, no, no, not from an active life side. I think you pretty much covered like a lot of it. And I think yeah. it's been rewarding for all of us to kind of see these new people coming on in the one-on-one -on -one setting. And just the influence that we're able to have and like the confidence that then those individuals are able to have and like go out and like be live without debilitating pain and go for hikes and vacations and travel or whatever else yeah. they want to we, do. We talk about small things. Um, and I know you, you the reason we've always connected so well is because you and I have always, always since day one at Snap and Beyond appreciated the small things and the small wins that we get with people. Yes. And, and we've seen some now it's just. It, 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 we're not saying because of active life, we do this, but the small wins are what are the wins. And if we're not celebrating those, what, what are we doing anyway? hundred percent. But we've had people like with Emily, since she's, we've been able to handle a different person coming in mm -hmm. um, with extraordinarily nerve stuff, spine stuff. We're just doing a pain-free glute bridge for the first time. And yeah, but we had, so we've done 12 sessions and on the 10th one, we did a pain-free glute bridge. And she did five. We she got done, looked at me, and was like, "That's the first time I've done that in a year." Yeah, and I got incredible. The, it was so cool. I like mean, just like incredible. Yeah. yeah, like I I took her phone. I like snapped a picture, and like I don't think she realized how cool it was. I was like, "Hey, I just want to let you know, like I used your phone. I took a picture of you. Like you're gonna want to remember this moment. Like it's pretty freaking cool." Yeah, and absolutely. It's, it's just so fun to celebrate those wins with people. Yep. Yes. And to shed light on them, shed light on those wins. Cause you're right. I don't, do not think people really realize what just happened. And yeah, I really don't think they do. And it's, I think about my own training, I've shared it a couple of days where it's like, wow, okay, I did this. I had no pain today. You got to remember Anton, that was a huge, huge win. And you're going to have some setbacks in the future, mm -hmm. but this did not happen for you in the past five years. Yeah. So own it, enjoy it. Like that is ultimately what we're doing this for. And to just mull right over that and not acknowledge it would just be a disservice. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I think, I think all three of us have been such a big proponent of like the process over the payoff, uh, mm -hmm. over the outcome. Yeah. Like we, we, uh, I have a tendency to get caught up in like, that's so awesome. I'm so happy. What's next, you know, and <laughs> yeah. I'm looking to things to add to that list where I need to be more grounded, like in that moment and, and, and celebrate that. And, and like you guys are saying like a snapshot and shed light on it. Um, but I think that's the stuff that all three of us, like I can tell you just from knowing you two and training by your sides, like it's, it's a thing that all three of us have in common for sure. Yes. Yes. And thank goodness. Cause that process, loving that process is what can keep you going forever. Yeah. No yeah. doubt about it. I wish every, I wish everyone enjoyed the process as much yeah. as maybe us three do. Yep. No doubt about that. No doubt about that, ma'am. Well, we might have to do a second episode sometime yeah. in the near future, maybe on the next vacation. I'm, I'll be more than ecstatic to, to do it. So we got, we got plenty to talk about. We got plenty to talk about, catch up on. Absolutely. I think that sounds like a plan. Let's make it unofficially. Yes. Let's meet again. This has been a blast for me. Sure. So I really appreciate it. I'd be looking forward to round two.
Yeah, so we're 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 special guests, Anton Snyder, part one. <laughs> oh man, that sounds really good. Oh geez, leave it open. You guys are too kind. Well, uh, we appreciate you. We're grateful for you to be on the show. I know it's been reciprocated the whole show, um, but we 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 started this podcast just with trying to deliver a fresh take that's real and applicable to everyday lives that uh, wasn't fluff and wasn't just influencer. Um, and, and it's cool that it's resonating with coaches and, and caliber of people like on that end from a professional standpoint towards you as well, because we wanted to also just do this for our members probably more than anything else, but it's reaching. Um, so it's, 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 cool. it's cool, man. No, it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's such, it's such a good podcast. Um, I'm very appreciative that you're doing it. These are like even starting a podcast are the things that I could only dream about doing. Um, so for you guys to do it and to put out this quality product and something that can resonate with anybody and everybody you can absolutely listen to an episode and you can get three to five really eye-opening things like oh geez yeah i can apply that to life today um there's not a lot out there not a lot out there for podcasts that can do that so i appreciate what you guys are doing it's awesome well we i think there's going to be three to five things if not more that people can take from this episode and run with it uh and just so you know there's and for the listeners too there's a very, 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 very short list of people in the world that have a standing invitation of be hired tomorrow at Unity Fitness. Antone's not on that list, but he's on the next one. <laughs> no, no. He's Antone is on that list. Antone is on that list. A very, very short amount of people. Uh, and and uh, he's on it, man. It's it's one hand. It's one hand that I can count it. And you're you're always on it. So we too kind that that's that's how much you you've impacted me too so i want to make sure it's it's known on that end it's absolutely mutual i i appreciate that a lot cool man well we we have enjoyed having you have having you on the show and having you here uh we look forward to our next episode we look forward to putting this episode out for everybody if anybody wants to reach you um i'll tag your handle instagram handle in the in the comment section so make sure everybody's checking that but if you want to say it out loud what's how can they find you on on instagram Yep. So Antone underscore performance. That is my Instagram handle. And Instagram is the only thing I'm using right now. I don't think I could handle more than one, not even a Facebook for this kind of stuff. So that's where we're at right now. Love it. Love it. All right, man. Well, that's where you can find them. We'll look forward to having you in the future episodes. If you guys have any questions for Antone or anything like that, obviously you can find him or ask us and we can get a hold of him and ask you too. Um, don't forget to do all the things that I forget to say. Uh, share a friend, listen, who might need this rate subscribe download all the things Boom. we appreciate you anton very much for joining us well done. And as always the listeners for tuning into this week's episode all right everybody we'll see you next week bye everybody Thanks,